Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by Anne-Marie Boyhan of the Sleep Care Company. Hello. Hi, Louise. Great to be here. Thank you very much for speaking to me. So obviously sleep is meant to be a normal part of our, I suppose, our lives and our routine. Why do so many find it so difficult, really? It's kind of the forgotten pillar of wellness, really. I mean, there's three major pillar pillars. There's fitness, nutrition and sleep. But people have forgotten the skill of sleep, I think, with modern society. So, And it's the one thing that goes when we get stressed or when we're busy. Um, but it's so important for so many parts of our lives. You know, when you don't sleep, you are the next day you feel awful, you have brain fog, you're narky at people, you just can't function and you can't perform. So um, it's just really important to prioritise that sleep and to try and get to bed, get a good night's sleep every night. What does that tend to look like? Um, it's different for everyone, but, um, you know, some people obviously work shifts and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the ideal sleep routine is to be in bed by 10 and be asleep by half past 10. So the hours between half past 10 and midnight are the best sleep that you can have. And this is because we produce the human growth hormone during this time. We produce our melatonin during this time. And the human growth hormone does so many things. So we talk about beauty sleep. All of that happens. Our collagen regeneration and um, our cells get clean during that time. Our fat gets metabolized. Everything happens. The important bits in our brain happen between half 10 and 12. So if you're going to do anything, try and prioritize that time to get your best sleep and to get your beauty sleep. If there's many people like me who actually work between that time, is there any way to make that up? There isn't because that is when, um, that you know, the, a lot of the that good stuff happens. Um, obviously, you have to fit in with your, you know, your, your routine, the same as people working night shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, other important stuff happens then later in the night, like um, between 1 and 3 a.m. is when your liver does all the detoxification. So... That's detoxifying everything that you've consumed, but also the stuff like toxins and your hormones, things like that that are swirling around. So big job gets done between those hours. So what I find with my clients on the sleep care company is that if they're waking up between 1 and 3 a.m., sometimes it is a problem with their liver. And I test for that and see what's going on under the hood in their body. So... um, but if you can, quality sleep is is the best that you can aim for. I mean, the experts, and I would say, you know, seven to nine hours sleep a night is brilliant if you can get it. But if you can't, you know, get as much quality sleep as you can. And then during the day, the next day, if you haven't gotten that, you know, good amount of sleep or quality sleep, I would totally have an app. What does quality sleep look like? Or feel like, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, so quality sleep is when you get about four to six sleep cycles in a night. So a sleep cycle takes about 90 to 110 minutes. And it's when you go from stages one, two, three and four of sleep. So basically, stage one, you're falling asleep. Stage two, you're falling asleep. Stage three is deep sleep. And then stage four is REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement. Um, babies do a lot of their sleeping in stage four sleep but us adults only have quarter of our night in this phase but this is where we dream this is where um, 
a lot of things happen, like a lot of uh, regeneration happens. Um, so if we can get as many REM sleep, REM sleep as we can, and as many of those sleep cycles as we can during a night, that is what is quality sleep. So if you're waking or you're not getting to that REM sleep, you're going to be irritable and anxious the next day. If you're not getting enough of the other stages of sleep, stages one, two, and three, you're actually going to be physically tired. So those are the nights where you don't get a decent night's sleep and you can really feel it the next day physically. You did mention napping there and that, like a nap I've heard is very good for you, but it does depend on, I suppose, the type of nap and also the length of nap, right? Right, yeah. So, yeah, I totally am a fan of naps and NASA, the the space guys, um, have done lots of studies on naps with their astronauts and the ideal time for a nap or the ideal amount of time for a nap is 26 minutes. So have it earlier in the day. So if you need to nap, have it, you know, around two, but no later than three o'clock and have short naps. So as I say, 20 to 26 minutes. If If you nap for longer, then you're eating into your sleep drive. So that's when we get up in the morning, our sleep drive starts and it's basically like an elastic band Mm -hmm. that expands throughout the day and so if we interrupt that it's going to prevent us from sleeping in the evening so just shorter naps 26 minutes and earlier in the day and if you do go to sleep I know I've been told before that if you go to bed and you don't sleep within half an hour that you should really get up and do something and then go back to reset that sleep cycle is that something people should be doing Yes, yeah, so the the first thing, um, even before that, if, you, if you're not sleeping, is to actually have a sleep routine. So it's very hard to just jump into bed and mm-hmm. sleep. So we have to tell our brains and our bodies that we're going to sleep. So it's like having a little buffer between your 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 work and your sleep. You have to have a little time, I call it a buffer, mm-hmm. and basically do your sleep ritual or your sleep routine. So that could be turning off your phone, brushing your teeth, taking off your makeup, um, listening to a podcast, um, something that helps you wind down. And everyone is different. could be reading a book, could be having a bath, and um, whatever you can find relaxing to wind down, even if it's only five or ten minutes. I mean, ideally, it could be an hour, and that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to, to actually have a sleep routine. I mean, we're brilliant at doing it for little kids. You know, um, if you think of, you know, go brush your teeth, put on your pyjamas, read them a story, um, and then perhaps a lullaby. But we don't do it for ourselves, us adults. So sleep routines are really good and have been scientifically proven to go to sleep, going to bed at the same time every night. So again, our brain loves regularity. It loves to know that we're going to bed at the same time. Okay, this is time for sleep. And then if you get into bed and you can't sleep, um, after half an hour there, you can do what you've just mentioned so mm-hmm. the get up um, leave the bed um, don't look at your phone don't look at um, the clock because that's going to get you stressed out as well um, do something relaxing so I think it's a good idea to have in your virtual back pocket something that you do when you can't sleep so something relaxing so perhaps it's a meditation the body scan meditation or something that you can find online or on um, if you have a player that, that can just play it. Um, but um, I use the app Insight Timer. It's really good or mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, 
just to have something um, in your back pocket, as I say, for when you do wake. Breathing is also really good. So you could do box breathing. So that's picturing a box and drawing a box. So you breathe out for four seconds as you draw one line. You breathe in for four seconds as you draw another line out and in. And you do that for about 10 minutes. And what breathing does is it regulates your nervous system. So when you're stressed and you can't sleep, your nervous system is out of balance. So you're trying to bring it from that stress mode into your rest and digest and your calm mode. And breathing uh, really works for that. And I find with my clients at the sleep care company, um, monitoring their HRV, so their heart rate variability. Mm-hmm. And you can, with breathing, you can actually see it get back into balance and people do calm down. And you can do it during the day as well. I think, you know, a lot of us are very stressed. So it's about choosing moments during the day or at night to rebalance our systems and try and get us calm and and to sleep. And it probably would roll into the routine as well. But is there certain things we shouldn't be having to eat or drink maybe in the evenings? Yeah, I mean, sleep is affected by so many things. Um, So caffeine is one, you know, we all love our our cups of tea in Ireland and Mm -hmm. our coffee. Um, So just watch caffeine consumption in the afternoon. So after two o'clock. Um, because um, coffee has a half-life of about six to eight hours. So if you have a coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon at five o'clock, half of it is still swirling around in your brain Mm. at 11, 12 o'clock at night. So perhaps switch that for a decaf version or a herbal. Um, Alcohol as well is not great for sleep. Um, Again, it takes us four to five hours to get rid of about half of that in our bodies. So... um, if you drink alcohol, um, especially large amounts, you can actually see again through the, the heart rate variability um, measurement that someone has slept the night, but they have had no rest and recovery at all. So um, just watch the, the alcohol consumption. The other thing is um, no heavy meals before bed, um, but a snack before bed is a really good idea. So what happens is... Um, one of the biggest culprits I see at the sleep care company is blood sugar. So people's blood sugar dips in the night and it wakes them up. So that is because usually it could be processed foods or carbohydrates or Mm -hmm. um, not eating a a good whole food food diet. So our blood sugar, you can monitor it with a blood sugar monitor, um, a glucose monitor, and um, see see where it's at. But they, they would be the big things to look out for. And obviously tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, but it's also Sleep Day. Yeah, it's World Sleep Day on the 17th of March. So that's when uh, we celebrate sleep mm. and prioritising our sleep. So, um, so yeah, I am uh, running an amazing giveaway on my Instagram, the Sleep Care Company, um, tomorrow to win some fabulous sleep goodies. Um, but... Yeah, it's all about prioritising our sleep, really, and trying to, as I said earlier, trying to get that good sleep, you know, hopefully if your schedule allows for it between half 10 and 12, and then prioritising sleep as a pillar of health. Absolutely. There's so many, so much good advice there. Anne-Marie Boyhan, thank you very much for chatting to us. Great. Thanks for having me.